Hi, beauty. I'm so grateful you were led to this podcast. I'm your host, Miranda. Hi. I'm a wife, coach, and mom to four world changers. And this is the Recalibrating Hearts podcast. It's my heart that in this space, you would encounter the love of the Father and receive downloads, revelations, and solutions for partnering with God in your breakthrough. You'll also hear how we're building our family, powerful prayers and declarations for you, and ways to incorporate natural solutions for whole health. I think it's time to normalize spiritual breakthrough and walk in freedom with whole hearts. Holy Spirit, you get full permission to recalibrate our hearts. Let's go. friend and I, Kelly Schulte. Now, Kelly Schulte is um, a licensed teacher, a certified brain health coach, a nutrition expert, and mom. And she, her passion is to empower moms to bring out the full potential in themselves and their children. You can find her at healthylivingwithkelly.com. She's a mother of five amazing children that have overcome many health, emotional, behavior, attentional, and learning challenges. She is passionate about starting a movement to support and bring moms together to raise children who thrive physically, emotionally, and academically. That is her passion. That is a passion she was birthed, that was birthed in her. And when it comes to her children, she says, victory is the only option. I met Kelly, oh man, years ago at the, where I worked at the wellness clinic. She came in as a patient, brought her daughter in as a patient. I read her book, the book that she has from years ago. I can't remember the name right now. She is an author. She is a speaker. She is a coach. She is my friend. And I really feel, I just said, Kelly, what is on your heart? What would you like to share with uh, this platform and with my audience and listeners? And I feel like you're going to get nuggets. You're going to get really the real, the raw, the vulnerable. And we just go places because I said, nothing is off limits. Like we get to just talk as friends and we had the conversation as friends so here it is um, a conversation with kelly kelly my friend we are here you get to sit outside in the beautiful minnesota weather um i just i want to say thank you so much for being on the podcast and just saying yes to the unexpected because um just for you being you appreciate you Mm -hmm. Uh, well, thank you for having me. It's super exciting to be here and just, you know, share what's on our hearts today for all the women listening. Yes. And I want to start out as we were praying before we push record, I push record. I felt like a, I hear the word message. I hear the word victory. I saw footprints and it's almost like what, what you and your family have walked through is leaving like obviously a legacy in Jesus name, but also it's leaving like for others to a pathway for others to follow possibly. But I also just kept hearing, I mean, obviously a woman, a warrior, I just want my listeners to understand I'm talking to my friend and for you guys who don't know, um, Kelly Schulte and she'll explain, I'll explain it. Yes. I'll introduce her in the beginning. Um, of the podcast part, but when it comes to Kelly, her and I met when I was doing acupuncture at a wellness clinic in Minnesota, and then ended up going to church together, fire tunnels, all the things. It was amazing. And her and her husband, um, children's pastors to my daughter's 21, I'm going to be 21 now. So back in the day, so our lives have been super weaved through with patients and with clients and just talking nutrition over, over the years, but really just, um, God in the center of it. And 
we got to reconnect after a couple of years at Minnesota recently and she hosts our family and the food and just being able to really taste and see that the Lord is good and how far you've come. But when I was praying, I felt like you just are a voice for women in the nutrition realm. Um, is there anything as we're talking and as we pray in that is coming up that you want to share um, and on your heart? And of course, we'll dialogue back and forth. Yeah, like when you were praying, actually, the picture I got was a picture of Esther. Mm-hmm. Um, and that literally has been the book over my life, the story of my life. Um, and Esther, for people who maybe don't know that story, is about an ordinary gal who was selected upon, amongst all the women to become the next queen and she gets put in this place where her people are going to be executed if she does not step in and save them but if she steps in and save them it could cost her her life um and so she does step in and saves them despite knowing it could end her life and then the people are free and saved because of her. And so I feel like that's kind of been the story of my life. Um, I'll give you a little background. I have five children. Um, I have two girls that are 23 and 20. And then I have boys who are 18, 15 and 11. And so each of them has had their own story, their own journey with health and wellness, spiritual journeys, the whole thing. Um, But two out of my five children have been diagnosed with autism and a whole laundry list of things um, that doctors said they would never overcome. And I think my story has been like, I always had the vision God had for my children. And so when I got that life sentence over them, like, okay, this is the way it's going to be. You have to get over it. There's these seven doctors you're going to see for the rest of her life. I was like, nope, that's not the plan God has for my daughter. And I think that's when I really became a warrior, you know what I mean? And just kind of ditched that whole mindset and that whole medical model of drugs and prescriptions and therapies and all of that and jumped into like literally this path and this journey with God, like nobody knows the answer, but you do and you know, and you've shown me what she's supposed to be, who she's supposed to be and like where she is at now and where I see her don't match. And um, he just led me on this journey into the natural world, into chiropractic, into all the stuff I thought was witch doctorism, you know, and um, really in my, I really had to study because I was so leery and cautious of it. And her system was so sensitive that it didn't matter if it was a prescription or a supplement could have like catastrophic effects so I needed to know like everything going in her body and then realize really the power of food and how powerful it could be either way um and so really started to learn like oh wow God gave us food to heal our bodies and this food we've been eating isn't even created by God it's it's tainted by man so let's just go back to the way God created food and lo and behold 90% of her healing came from the food. Um, My son's journey has taken me into even deeper levels of really, um, a lot of people would call it new age stuff, but it's really just um, the spirit at a deeper level. Um, Like God created everything. So like in my first journey, I learned like, oh, wow, healing really comes from food, from prayer, from declaring the word, those things. 
But in the second journey, it's been like, wow, we're one with God. We're one with his whole creation. So food is his creation, which gives us so much, but outdoors, nature, you know, grounding, having our bare feet on the ground, um, being in the sunshine, those things are so healing. And my son's journey had a lot more like physical things, which put him into bed. And so he didn't get sunshine, fresh air, feet on the ground, all of those things for a few years. And to see how his health deteriorated so much and like literally putting him in a chair in the sun started to restore health. Having his, when he would get really anxious, I just know if I just get him outside with bare feet sitting on a chair, he'll start to talk and to calm down. And so like those things um, that I thought were new agey, you know, when I first started, I thought chiropractic was new agey. Then I thought grounding was new agey. And now I'm coming to, to learn God created all of these things. We are made of light. This is why frequency medicine works. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're made of water. That is why like with acupuncture, removing those, like it's like a dam, right? In that spot, removing those just opens things up. So it's been a huge journey, but I feel like that path you're seeing is that journey. Like my family was like the people with Esther, right? I laid down my career. I laid down everything that I was doing in order to go on God's path of like, what's going to heal my daughter? What's going to heal my son? And in that now I have brought them freedom which then can bring others freedom as well. You know, so I feel like in those journeys, I feel like as women, we have a lot of our own journeys Mm -hmm. and lo and behold, hate to tell everybody, but where we're at is where our kids will be at. Mm -hmm. So with my daughter, I didn't go through any healing of myself. I would say that's where I started to self-destruct myself. You know what I mean? Where you just you're so hyper-focused on that and getting her better that even though everyone else is eating super healthy, I'm stashing the chocolate chips and pop, you know, a pot of coffee just to keep going, um, and not sleeping and not taking care of myself. So with my son, we had mold in our house and both of us ended up crashing physically. Um, and it was at that point where I, I met a friend, which I can tell you that story another time. Her name was, is Ninka. Mm-hmm. super into new age, totally got saved miraculously, which was super cool. <laughs> but it was through connecting with her that I really learned that our children, which I think I knew at a subconscious level, yeah. but our children reflect us. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm not taking care of myself, they internally know that they can feel that there's some disconnect there, you know? So like the cheating my kids would do probably came from because I was cheating, you know, I was eating the junk in hiding. So when they're away from the house, they're eating the junk. It wasn't a pure walk in that way, if that makes sense. And so I went through some self-healing of like self-hatred and self-sabotage and different patterns I had. And as I healed that part of me, I saw my son begin to heal. That connection wasn't there with my daughter. Yes. Um, She was healed despite me healing myself. So just another layer, right? That the Lord just brought me on. And so like there recently, he just had a blip in the road where we had some regression 
and I immediately tanked. Interesting. And then as I look back, there were some things going on in my life personally with, you know, family dynamics where I was really struggling with that and angry and bitter. And I, that was the root of actually him tanking in the first place, because as I then started to examine and look at what was going on, I saw that connection started to work on myself. And then he started to come out of it too. So there's, um, that, you know, whether it's a soul tie or whatever, it's just something where super sensitive kids, both of my two who were diagnosed autistic are super, super spiritually sensitive. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you can't keep secrets from them because they're just prophetic and they just know, you know, mm-hmm. like we'll be driving and my son will be driving and he'll start to like slow down. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, that guy's going to pull out in front of me. I'm like, he can't pull out in front of you. Like, and the guy pulls out, like, he just knows, you know, those things like he just, you know, so, um, they're both super, super gifted. And I feel like that's why that attack has been stronger yes. on them. Yes. Um, you know, so anyway, so that's kind of the journey we have been on. And now, you know, my son's still on a healing journey, but we're like, I'd say 75% there. It's just the spiritual piece. It's the overcoming a lot of those mindsets from being sick for a long time, you know, so, so that kind of stuff. But, um, so I feel like for women out there who are, have struggles, especially with their children yes, is like, we are like the message would be, you are the mom for that child. You are the only one that can facilitate the healing of that child and you need to be the expert and the doctors like work for you you know what I mean you have the word of the Lord you have the if there's no peace you don't do that therapy or whatever it is but we have to fight for our children and in this day and age whether it be spiritually whether it be in the world they're living in whether it be their health Like we have to be their cheerleaders and we have to be the ones fighting for them. Um, Mm -hmm. Like my 15 year old, he, you know, when we're deciding after COVID, like, where are they going to go to school? You know, Um, are they going to go to school? Are they going to stay home? And so we had all of them pray and we prayed and my 15 year old wanted to go to the high school. And I felt he was supposed to go there, like total peace. We all had peace. He's going to the high school. And I am telling you, like navigating that beast if any of you have heard we've been in the news prior like high school a million times but Mm -mm. it's been so good for him to have these moments of reflection of like wait this isn't how it's supposed to be why is it this way what's going on in that person what traumas could they have what hurts could they have from the past and his expansion of his ability to love everybody because I have always been that way. Like, don't care what anyone, like whatever, what orientation you are, what race or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like, I love you because God loves everyone. I love everyone. Like, that's just who I am. So I assumed that's just how my kids would be. They've been in diverse populations. They've been like exposed to a ton of stuff. Well, it ended up that Like my son had some stuff that needed to be rooted out with people who had different orientations than himself Um, and learning to love and not agree and having permission to not agree with the behaviors and the sin or whatever that's going on in that person's life, but to be able to love them over that has been 
so good for him to learn and to just see his heart changing. And a lot of things that we've been able to process that I feel like if he would have been like with me, he wouldn't have been able to, he wouldn't have been exposed to it to process it. And he was at the age where he needed to process it. Like the Lord knew these things he needed to go through. Um, and like, it was, you know, so in that area, there was that, but then like for the Super Bowl party, I went downstairs and there were like two white kids in my basement. The rest were all every ethnic group around. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I should send a picture to the high school because this is the reality of what's going on. There were isolated and so like, in, like isolated incidences going yeah. on. But the reality was all of these boys are in my basement and they are just being boys and they're eating pizza, watching the game, eating snacks. And you know what I mean? Like those things, um, really listening to God for each and every one of our children when it comes to school and those things, you know, um, because each one has their own journey, their own call. Like this, this summer he's working pouring cement. Okay. Oh. This kid's called into like a construction type environment. Right. Yeah. Um, so he came home and he's like, mom, that is a whole new level of cussing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but like he needs to, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's where he's called to, to be the light. Yeah. So he needs to learn how to deal with that. And my daughter, she's in the arts community. Right. So she went to an arts high school and wow, did we navigate a ton of stuff. But when she went to the arts college, she was done with all that stuff that a lot of kids in the college were just starting to deal with like identity and how do I get this artistic flair out where then she was able to focus on college and not figure out who she was. That's so good. I feel like God really will lead us as moms, especially um, into where should our kids go? And it can look different. We had five kids in five different schools one year, mm -hmm. which isn't easy to manage. But again, it's that Esther piece of like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm laying down my life for their life and it with a fine line of I can't ignore my life because that's what I had done too is I lost who I was yes. so I've had to regain that which would be probably my biggest piece if someone has a brand new baby yes. like do not lose yourself what you enjoy doing people you like to hang around eating healthy yourself and really scheduling it in because if you don't, you lose yourself and then you have nothing to give and you find yourself at the bottom of the barrel for everybody. And then you have to climb out, which is no fun at all. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Not the process. And that explains it beautifully. Cause I mean, I've come to you for advice. Like you helped me with the mold epidemic or whatever yes. in my life. And I was just like, Kelly, what's God <laughs> doing? What's going on? Um, but as you were talking, I was like, what, um, if this is the right question, I'll, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll do it. I'll, um, pivot if it's not when you're in the middle of the junk, right. Mm -hmm. And someone isn't as tuned to the spirit or at, cause I'm looking for peace too. I'm looking for peace. I'm looking for, you know, conf confirmations when you're right in the middle of it, like throughout the years that you've been in the middle of it, what do you, what help, what helped you hold on to hope for that next whatever? Or if you hoped again, you know, I've lost hope before I thought, you know, whatever, if it's illusion or not, I felt like I lost hope. So yeah. what has helped you <sighs> hold on to those things. Yep. To those things. Well, I would think, I would say at the beginning, really, it was like reading the word and worship music. Mm -hmm. Like if I was discouraged or whatever, I had to do one because if my kids were awake, it was worship music and that would change the atmosphere and change my attitude. Um, and then just every morning I had to be in the word, be in the word, be in the word. 
Um, I would say those two were the most important at the beginning, but I have found as the journey has worn on, like just (laughs) like the last couple of weeks, um, the last week when it was not great, I found, because kind of back then, I feel like I just use like the worship and word, like it strengthened me and got me through, but it didn't actually help me to process what I was going through. So I just kind of kept building it up. Yep. So um, some of the tools I've learned through Ninka, like the other day when it hit, I literally said to God, I'm like, I don't even know what to pray. I don't even know what to say to you. Like you already know, like, you know, all of it. What am I going to say? What mm-hmm. I, I, I have nothing to say. Mm-hmm. And I just like sat there and he's like, it's okay. You don't have to say anything. Just sit there. And I, I actually allowed myself to feel all the crappy feelings I was feeling like bitterness and anger and resentment and all the stuff. I just let it like, kind of like move through my body. Like, it's like, I would, it would come to my mind. I would feel it. And I would just like, literally let it move through my body. And then like, it was like, I was letting it go Mm -hmm. like a river kind of just flowing through my body and like, let it go. And then, um, one of the things that Ninka talks about is adrenal types and thyroid types. And so I'm very much in the adrenal bent, which means I tend to be very hyper-focused and I tend to be type A personality and go, go, go and burn it on both ends and fry myself out. So I've really learned to calm myself down. I have a lot of things that I do in order to keep my nervous system calm because it's not my natural bent. Um, And so what I found thyroid type is kind of the opposite. So a thyroid type is like procrastinates on everything and never gets anything done and just sits around and like, can't get motivated. And when I was sitting here pondering, like feeling all of those emotions, I like, couldn't move forward. Like it was like, I can't, like, I, I'm like, literally had the thought I've switched into a thyroid type and I texted her. I'm like, can I go from like adrenal type to thyroid type? And she said, when you get too high into the adrenaline and the cortisol, you'll flip and it'll affect your thyroid. So then you can become like that thyroid type. I'm like, Oh, so then I use some of the strategies, like for a thyroid type, you like make a list, right? Mm -hmm. Because literally I sat there, like, if I go for a walk, I'll feel better. If I just go clean something, I'll feel better. If I go work in my garden, I'll feel better. But I literally couldn't move. So then I just got my notebook and I wrote a list of like all the stuff I could do. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to choose to do number one. Mm. So I got up and I went to my garden and I weeded the garden and then I crossed it off my list. And I was like, oh, I feel better. And then I went to number two. And then that kind of got me out of that. You know what I mean? Um, and really a huge part of me processing is I'll walk my dogs and like, that's my connecting time with God. Um, you know, and bald eagles are another thing. So if something's tough, Hmm. I literally pray, I don't know. And I'm probably very weird, but I'll pray about it like once. Hmm. And I'm like, done. I'm like, Lord, this is, you know, I don't know what to do here with the situation with him. You need to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I just like, let it go. And then I just watch like it's watch and wait, you know, so I'll watch and like a bald eagle will fly by in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, okay, he's here. He's working on it. You know, bald eagles are my thing. Like I'll see them in the weirdest of places. Like I was in downtown St. Paul and one landed on a 
power pole right awesome. by me in a parking lot. I mean, like awesome. weird places, but um, yeah. So like that will happen. I'll see something on a road sign. I'll see something on a driver's license plate or reading my Bible and something will pop out or, you know, stuff like that. I don't do hardly any social media, so I don't see much. I used to do social media and stuff would pop up on there, but I really don't do anything other than I do um, barefoot autism warriors, but I just check that stuff exclusively because yeah. I quit yeah. social media because it's an energy sucker. Yes. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So that's kind Very of what helpful. I have found that I do now is just like processing it and letting it go and beautiful. Move on. I yeah. appreciate that because you're giving people permission. How about this people? You have permission to feel your pain. You yep. have permission to not, for me, make excuses why I can't feel my pain or too afraid of my pain. Right. So I'm going to shove yep. it. And guess what? It comes out years later. Yes. I yes. also heard, I love that you were like, how do I, you know, anyway, put your own oxygen mask on first. You were like, how do I calm my nervous system? How do I look out for myself in a beautiful way? Cause mm-hmm. you can't give out what you, I, yeah. Right. You have to be filled up first, but then yeah. I'm hearing like, find your tribe or find a tribe. Yeah. I'm hearing something yeah. like, yes. And cause I followed the barefoot autism. First of all, I'm like a connector. So when you following something, I'm following something cause it's Kelly. Right. But also the gleaning of the grounding and stuff, but also I know peeps who have, okay. So I want to connect them to that. Mm-hmm. So like when you found her, I just feel like your life went to a whole nother level. When I found people mm-hmm. Drives. I felt, you know, even the wellness Vallejo, we found, oh my goodness, it went to a whole nother level. Yeah. So I'm hearing also find your tribe or find a yes. tribe or pray for yep. one. Yes. And definitely. And that's so key. And I would say, don't put God in a box and who your tribe is. Nice. Like one of the people that has been like my biggest cheerleader and like keeping me grounded in all of this is a mom from New Jersey. Who's the most new age lady I've ever met in my life. Um, but she sends me stuff like, I think you'll really like this. And it's like all about Jesus, you know, like, <laughs> right. it's, you know, it, whatever, like, Ooh, girl. you know what I mean? Like she speaks to me out of the mouth of God all the time. He uses her to speak to me. Um, and so don't limit, you know, and I am free to be me around her. I don't have to, like, she doesn't require, I don't say Jesus or she doesn't, she doesn't get offended because I do. She doesn't care that I believe that, you know, like, and her whole rationale is like, if I put a name on it, I limit it. So if I say Jesus, now I've limited it to a human being because that's what I see Jesus as. So I'm not going to define for her what, you know what I mean? And so yes, I hear you. It's just, but like literally when I was tanked a week ago or so, like out of nowhere, she just calls me. I Mm. feel like you needed to talk. Mm. Now that's Mm. Holy Spirit telling her to call me, call it what you may. I mean, like with Ninka's transformation too, like all of that blew my mind out of there you go like because I was so afraid of the new age and he drew me into this whole new agey group and like then he starts telling me like oh no I've been talking to her since the beginning it's always been my voice my voice healed her son not the voice of the enemy the enemy can't heal she's been hearing my voice she just doesn't know it's me yet and like as he's telling me all of these things all of a sudden she has this major encounter and like comes on this huge detox we're doing and tells everybody that really the light just is Jesus. You know what I mean? And you're like, okay, like, you know, but I could have just said, no, I'm not going to do this mindset course by a new age lady. 
sorry, God, I must be hearing you wrong. Must be the enemy. Must be this must be that. But I didn't. And I trusted it. And he just said, well, you can always turn it off, but there was nothing that I needed to turn off because when I'm tapped into Holy spirit and to God, he's speaking through that. Like he spoke through a donkey. He can speak through anything. You know what I mean? Like we limit God and then our potential influence on someone else's life because they're new age. And he told me a couple of years ago before the whole COVID thing, like the church, I am calling the new agers to my church. They will be the new church and the Christians will not be able to handle it. And that's exactly what I see like Christians. And I'm like, they move in the spirit way more than we do. I mean, really it's ridiculous. And then when they wake up because they will, because Jesus is faithful in that, Mm. then it's like wow you know um it's like literally when they wake up they're already in the power like when I woke up I was like Catholic to Baptist to evangelical to oh wow like my daughter sees these things and my daughter like dreams these things and it happens and the church is saying it doesn't exist and I'm like but I'm living it I'm living it how can it not exist? Cause I'm living it till we finally found pastor Jamie, who was like, Oh yeah, that's real. Yeah. Angels are real. She can see angels. Like, you know what I mean? And so like the new agers already know they can see angels and they can see demons. She did some, I don't know, ceremony thing. And like, she was literally going into a pit. All this stuff was grabbing her and a white light came, grabbed her and threw her out. And literally she was sitting on a chair and her body flew across like the, the mm-hmm. thing. Like the Lord is rescuing and setting these people on fire himself Yes, Lord. because the church won't do it. And then we won't even be friends with the new ager because, oh my gosh, I might get contaminated. Well, then your Holy Spirit ain't very big because <laughs> my Holy Spirit's going to totally infuse you. And then you're going to get clarity in your thinking of who you're actually listening to, yes, Lord. you know? Yeah. So I feel like that piece is so important too, is that we don't mm. shut down because sometimes the people we're supposed to minister to can also minister to us, you know, Ooh, you know, so. there's some shaking going on right now, there's Probably. Some going on. but I you know what, I invite you, please do, please do. You know why? Because religion is almost, it almost killed me. And I refuse to stay in that stupid prison yeah. and let other people stay in the prison. And I might not know where this path might, like you saying yes, it's almost, it seriously makes me emotional. So I'm going to hold it together. But you saying yes, you would have missed like one of the greatest shows of what Jesus did with Inca. Yeah. You would have missed right. it. But I don't want to be all consumed and be like God to be like, I have to figure this out. How is he going right. to, my, my, sometimes my responsibility role or whatever comes on me or what childhood, whatever programming comes on, like mm-hmm. you have to figure it out. You have to know it all. You yep. have to, what you would have missed him move like that. And now you're never the same, but I'm okay with religious a cows being tipped over. And can we just say freedom? Can we just right. say freedom? Dude, yep. freedom is on the other side of religion. And I'll, as you're talking too, I am okay with being shaken up as well. Because when you said, if I name something, I limit something instantly. Right. My mind's like, and I I'm thankful. I'm so blessed of how far I've grown. God's brought me because I'm not like, Oh, shut down and go away now. I'm right. like, interesting. Okay. Lord, right. show me the truth of that and what that looks like. And how about no fear? How about no fear of where that could take right. me? Cause I trust Holy spirit. Right. And when we think of like any person like think of like mm. a person you would look at that totally would turn you off whatever your thing is mm. 
don't know. Like yeah. God created that person. Mm-hmm. So the only reason they're not acting like you would think they should act is because the enemy's gotten in there somehow mm-hmm. and shifted their identity and who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, when God looks at them, he mm-hmm. sees who they, he created. Mm-hmm. And when we look at people, we need to not see the boy in fishnet stockings mm-hmm. thinking he's a girl. Mm-hmm. We have to see the young man God created mm-hmm. who's in there hidden for some reason. Why is that little guy hidden in there? Why is he coming out in this way? You know, and when we can have that compassion and then just interact with him who's acting like a her or whatever in a way that is honoring to that person, they feel the love of God and that love is what starts to churn that fire inside. You know what I mean? Yes, totally. And if we can see past whatever it is, if they're an annoying person, if they're that person that has to take control of everything, and Mm -hmm. we can see beyond into like, how did God, God created every single solitary human on this planet. And he loves every single one, you know? So that like, for me, that's my biggest thing with my kids is that that's that value for each and every human being regardless of what they look like on the outside or how they act or things they're evolved in like my son was out with some friends and he's like we went into this shop it's my like kind of naive child (laughs) he went into this shop and it was all he's like all of a sudden I saw like tarot cards and I saw all this stuff Mm -hmm. and I said well what did you do he's like well what else can you do other than just pray the whole time you know but I was so proud of him that he stayed in the situation and he prayed Mm -hmm. and he was praying the whole time they were in there and he didn't run away from it and he didn't judge those friends like I can't hang with them anymore he did have like he did kind of have a crush on one of them Mm -hmm. and he did tell her he just said you know we can't be in a relationship because I believe in Jesus and you believe in this spiritually and we're not on the same plane so it's just not going to work. Oh my goodness. You know, and I have to tell you the funniest thing, because this is another thing that will bust your bubble is because God will speak to us in a way we can hear and in our language. Right. So my son doesn't really necessarily always take social cues and like, you have to be very direct sometimes and whatnot. Well, he kind of had gone to that shop with that gal and then we were in church the next day. And I see him kind of like, just kind of, you know, hand on his head on his knee, not knees, but like on his, you know, thinking, pondering, Mm -hmm. interacting with God for sure. We get in the car and it's just him and I driving home because we took two cars to church that day and we're driving home. He's like, man, kind of tricky. And I'm going to swear a little bit when uh, the Lord gives you a ass whipping in church. (laughs) And I'm like, really? What happened? And he said, dumb F, uh-huh. what are you doing? Uh-uh. You can't date her. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, really? That's what he said. Exact words she said. That's exactly what he said. And I actually can't. Like when I get home, I am calling her. I cannot do this. Oh my God. It's not okay. But so we would be like, burst our bubble. God doesn't talk yes. that way. Yes. But you know what? To get his attention, he did. <laughs> and it caused him to listen to what he was saying take him seriously and act on it wow. where with him if he would have gotten a word like buddy probably not a good idea you shouldn't do that he'd be like oh it's fine you know what I mean <laughs> right. like 
he is not one you can do that with, but God knows, you know? And so mm. we can get a shock factor. Like yeah. if our kid talks to us that way and says, this is what God says, like, no, God would never talk yeah. that way. Whatever. And then we shut down. They're like, I heard God. This is how God talks to me. Mm. And we shut that down, you know, mm. where we just have to be open and not put God in a box and be like, nope that's the way God just talked to him because that's how the way anybody can get Matthew to move, you know, so when it has to be moved, you know, so I think that is such a big piece too, is not putting him in a box in any area, whether it's healing or prayer or how he speaks to us or whatever, um, and not be judgmental when other people tell us like this or that, you know? Yes. And as you were saying in the beginning of, of judging people and not being judgmental, I thought about how, um, a lot of times it's for me or whatever, it's smoking, like smoking mirrors because of how I'm feeling about myself. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to see me and I'm judging myself, right. hate, self-hatred, how much stuff yeah. I want out of that self-hatred, self-judgment, uh, putting myself in a box, yeah. controlling this outcome or that outcome expectations times a thousand, which he's been working at, right. on and like releasing my expectations, but I just thought how much is that the enemy also plays on the smoke and mirrors thing. I'm going to create all this, judge this, do this so that nobody sees my pain. Nobody yes. sees my, yep. you know, yep. like having yep. to mm, get that healed right. and how much more freeing then you can look at the world around you and be like, dude, but yes, mm-hmm. not putting God in a box is a word for somebody. Right. Yeah. And then asking and- for the spirit to navigate that. Right. And I feel like it really is the ultimate of like dying to man fear of man like when you can overcome the fear of man at this point in my life i'm 51 i don't care at all what anyone thinks about me i don't care about what anyone at the church thinks about me i don't care what my friends think about me like i am who i am i am genuinely me Mm. and like even with my husband you know for years i would just tiptoe around and i'm like no you know, no, mm-hmm. that was just dumb. Like just dumb. Like, why would you do that? You know, like where before I would say nothing and then get pissed and bitter and yep, angry bitter. and resentful. And yep. I'm like, well, this isn't helping anybody. You know what I mean? Um, and so really like dying, I think dying of fear of man with my husband was the hardest one. Wow. Actually, to tell you the truth, other mm-hmm. people, it wasn't so hard at all. Um, but just even, you know, when like I was teaching again last year and I was in the classroom and then interacting with other people and it's all women, you know, and too many women in one place, but I really could feel, I could feel like the judgment or the, like, I don't know what it was, but I could just feel it. And I would just have to be like, Nope, I walk above this. This isn't who I am. And they have an issue because I am the light and I enjoy what I'm doing. And I love teaching and it's too bad that they're better, but I'd have to like, kind of process it yep. like to myself. And like, I'm not going to let them steal my joy. I am not going to let them change the way I act. Like, I'm not going to start doing boring stuff with the kids because it's too loud because they think it's too loud. Oh, man. Shut your door. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. stuff like that. <clears throat> so I think in all the environments we go in, we will be in the more we walk in that freedom. Yes the more that Jesus radiates. So that does flare people around you up. And Mm. when I actually realized that Mm. I'm like, Oh, the little critters in you don't like the light in me. It's not a personal thing, you know, because it, you take it personal at first. Like what did I do to her? Uh, Well, I didn't do anything. I just walked by, you know what I mean? 
Um, and so when we have that realization, I was actually teaching in North Minneapolis when the first ever, like, I didn't, you know, like when God's working on something in you yeah, and you don't really know. So I was just, you know, it was just like what he was working on me is like, I am in you and everywhere you go, the light goes out. Like you don't even have to do anything. Like just be you and I go out. You don't need to preach me to anybody. They encounter me every time they encounter you. And I was learning that. And I was at school and I taught kindergartners. And I mean, like, talk about manifestation, right? Like crazy. Well, um, they were all standing in line and waiting to get lunch or whatever. And this one is just blowing a hissy fit over whatever he was blowing a hissy fit over. I literally start walking towards him. Mm. I'm not doing anything other than being a teacher and myself. And as I'm walking, he falls over. <laughs> Legit. Like <gasps> fell over in line. And then he's on the floor and I look at him and he's like, hi. I'm like, are you good now? He's like, yep. And he stands up <laughs> totally fine. And I was like, and I had one little girl. And you probably oh. couldn't do this in most schools, but the school I was in was really tumultuous and they let me, they basically knew that I could handle it. So it was like, I just dealt with my group right. and this one little girl, she was all of three feet tall. I mean, we had early entry too. So they were four, she was four, mm-hmm. but she was the teeniest thing. But when mm-hmm. she got pissed, mm-hmm. I mean, she busted a folding table, metal folding table, dented the, the, the leg. Okay. So she would like the strength in that child when this would happen was like beyond. So one day she like lost it and I literally grabbed her little arms and I looked her in the eyes and I said, in the name of Jesus, this is enough. You are done. Get out. And (gasps) oh my gosh, she was delivered. Yeah. No more, no more bending tables, daughter. But look at like, because you were you and because you were just like, oh my goodness, Lord. And what right. you got to see in your experience with the father and walking with yep. the father. Oh yeah. my gosh. So, so I, well, I know we're, we're going to have to close, even though I'm like, yeah. all the things you talked yeah. about, I'm like, there's this pathway we could go. There's, we'll, there's have to do, we'll do some more. We have to soon because yeah, I want to hear more. Um, okay. But I want to close because I know you're busy yes. with home stuff yes. and everything, but okay. I just want to thank you for being on. And I also yeah. want to pray, but for now, I just want to thank you for being on. Thank you for yes. gracing us with um, the message of your heart and just the women were empowered. <clears throat> they were set free. They were empowered. They were stirred up. If they're annoyed, they're annoyed. I'm okay. Holy Spirit, yep. the mic. So that means, yep. sorry guys, yep. we're going to talk about controversial things because freedom is really the ultimate here. Yes. Freedom. Any yes. parting words? Amen. Parting words. You're Amen. Good. Sounds yeah. good. Awesome. I'm good. Thank you for having me and we'll chat more. Okay. Bye friend. <laughs>